Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ante Up is your poker magazine dedicated to the everyday player and their poker rooms. Pick up a free copy at your favorite poker room nationwide each month. But Ante Up is much more than a magazine. Visit AnteUpMagazine.com daily for breaking news and each week download our award-winning poker cast. Join us on our action-packed poker cruises to exotic destinations. Ante Up, it's your poker magazine. From the Anti-Up headquarters in Tampa Bay, Florida, it's the Anti-Up PokerCast. And now, here are two guys who think they know how to play poker, Chris Casenza and Scott Long. It's August 14th, 2020. You're listening to the still-surviving Anti-Up PokerCast. <laughs> I'm Chris Casenza. And I'm the still-surviving Scott Long. <laughs> I gotta tell you, it truly is C-N-L-H-E. I uh, I was stuck with the family for four days this week. Oh, my God, not the family. I know. Uh, my daughter's house had to get tented for termites, so they had to bring everyone and the dog to my house, my little itty-bitty house. Uh, so four four kids and a dog. Um, and, it's you know, CBS show. it is. It's, it's going to turn into a country western song, though, pretty soon. So I'm like, uh, hey, what are we going to do for four days in this house? We can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. So ended up being, well, we ended up playing a lot of poker. But everyone who plays poker in my family only plays No Limit Hold'em. They don't play the other games at all. And they're like, come on, let's play, let's play. And I'm like, all right. I got to tell you, man, it really is crappy, No Limit Hold'em. I, I, it's, it's, I loved this game at one point. I fell in love with it. It's what got us this media giant empire we own you know um but seriously i i just i just can't stay interested anymore and it you know the one or two times that i really wanted to try to win to show them you know that i'm still the the man kind of thing you know i won but but i mean for the most part it was just like i'm sitting there and i'm thinking okay would he really do this in this spot and i'm thinking who cares if you would do this in this spot i just want to Go into my room and watch Big Bang reruns or something. I just don't want to play this anymore. You know? Big Bang Theory, please. A completely different show. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. You're right. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's like I said, hey, you guys want to try a different game? And they're like, like what? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'll teach you guys Stud or Stud 8 or no. And I'm like, well, all right, well, how about a variation of Hold'em then? Let's do something fun like Tahoe or Crazy Pineapple or Omaha. And they're like, what are those games? So then I tell them, they're like, no, nah, let's just play Nolan Hold'em. I'm like, great. It's the most, I just I just got, I mean, maybe it was because there was no money involved. Maybe it was because it was mostly three or four-handed, you know, and it, I don't know. I mean, it was with players who were just, for the most part, you know, beginners or never really faced off against someone who was, you know, had $700 in front of them and you had 300 and, you know, they're putting you to a test for all your cash. So they've never experienced stuff like that and... You know, the the worst thing that can happen to them is if they go out first in the tournament, they have to deal the rest of the tournament. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you couldn't really put any pressure on them. But the more I played with it, I kept in the back of my mind, I kept saying, "This truly is crappy, no limit hold'em." <laughs> uh, you know, I thought about that uh, yesterday. When I was putting together the show notes because we're going to talk about Norman Chad a little later in the show, but um, and the fact that uh, you know all his success has been in Omaha and stud. I'm like, you know what? That's that's you know, there's no glory in that, but those are the games I enjoy. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's poker. Poker is poker. It doesn't matter what variation or discipline you're playing it in. Poker is poker. And if you're still good enough to cash, you know, like I take a lot of pride in my World Series circuit cash and horse because that's all the games, basically. And I proved that I was that close to the final table of all the games. I'd take more pride in that than all the no limit hold'em tournaments I won, you know. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I do. Absolutely do. So, But anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up, that I was absolutely bored this week playing. <laughs> I mean, I, it was nice to play poker again with the family and stuff, but yeah, that game just sucks. Now, I can't recall the last time we played cash games, you know, our, our home game yeah. or whatever. I never call that game when we play anymore, except if I'm stuck a bunch and I try to double it up or go home kind of thing. Other than that, I never called it. I always called yeah, stud I, eight or even limit. No one ever did. Yeah, yeah. same reason. Yeah, that was your Hail Mary, get out of... Yeah, get, that's right, get, get out, out of jail free. That free <laughs> option. But, yeah. And yet, like, all of our hands of the week are always no limit hold them. We occasionally look at a PLO or whatever, and here I am trashing it, you know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Not trashing it, just saying you prefer the other ones. Yeah, guys. yeah. Well, I'm calling it crappy, but, you know. Yeah, but we've been calling it crappy no limit hold them since we started this show. So. That's pretty much true, yeah, so... <laughs> All right, Eric Seidel is taking heat on Twitter after aggressively raising a no-show opponent in the 10K World Series of Poker Online Heads-Up Championship. Soccer star Mac Cruzy? Max Cruz. Max Cruz. Cruz. All right. Uh, was late to the round of 64 match, and Seidel raised every hand until he arrived, uh, leaving Cruz with half his starting stack when he arrived. Twitter critics said Seidel should have waited uh, for his time bank to expire before raising each hand. Seidel responded to the criticism, saying it happened to him twice with his opponents taking different approaches, and his plan was to give his opponent his buy-in back in a percentage if he eliminated him. You know, sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm in the majority, uh, but most of the time I, on this show specifically, I'm mostly like, seriously? Why, do they, why does this happen? I mean, first of all, we don't know how long Max Cruz was going to take to get back to this match. We don't know if he ever was coming back. We don't know if his internet and lightning struck his house and he couldn't ever play. We don't know if it was a tactic by this guy, because I don't, I'd never heard of him before. He's a soccer star, not a poker star. You know, because one of the things they teach you when you're first learning poker is if your head's up against someone in a tournament, and you know they're way better than you, your tactic is to play large pots with them because right. the pros don't want to do that. So are you telling me... All right, so, okay, morally or ethically, they're, they're going to try to throw this argument at him. But I, I'm telling you, if we're in a tournament, your job is to be there. You signed up for this tournament. I'm there. We don't know if Eric Seidel had plans for two hours from now. And he figured, okay, well, I can get in this heads-up match because it'll be over in two hours. I have no idea. But to give this guy crap because he was raising and taking until... We want the match to end, don't you? I mean, you're some, sure, some people, uh, when they're in this case, sort of like type into the box, say, hey, uh, I'll wait until he's back, so don't blind to stop the clock. Or, but other people have to play, too. You know what I mean? There's going to be now. There's going to be opponents waiting to face off. Now you're screwing up with everyone. You know the people who got to face him in the round of 32 or whatever. That guy, that woman, or whatever they are, they have something to do. You know, it's just to me, it's ridiculous that I think that raising the blinds and taking it in this case is perfectly justified. But again, maybe I'm in the minority here. I don't know, but I'm defending him here. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, when I first read this, I was like, really? We're going to be upset about this? Um, but, you know, I kept an open mind and, and read some of it. So, I mean, I don't know. A lot, a lot going on here. One, it seems like this happens a lot. I mean, I told this happened to him twice, um, where he's on the other end. Um, uh, there was a lot of discussion about how uh, Max is a recreational, they call it. So apparently we have a term now. We're not just recreational players. We're, we're recreationals. <laughs> I love when they take those and turn them into nouns. <laughs> and that there should be a different standard there for that, which I think is BS. Um, you know, you, you sign up to play. You know, you're Chris Muggany Maker and win, and then you get to become the famous person because you were the recreational that beat them. The big pro, and you get the benefit of that, then you shouldn't get the the benefit of somebody playing soft against you, right? Yeah. So, it is what it is. It's poker, right? You come to play. So, now you know this online stuff. We can, we can we've already talked about the technical problems and stuff like that. So, if, if his if Max's delay was technical, I might change my mind on this. But otherwise, you know when the tournament starts. Yeah. Show they, your ass up, right? right. If they if they if the 
WSOP had said, we're sorry, Mr. Seidel, they're having technical difficulties with this site or something. You know, you, you need to hold on. That's one thing, but that's clearly not the case. The guy wasn't there, and he showed up, you know, when he was already past the first break or whatever. And So, yeah, I, I'm sorry, but we, you sign up for a tournament. You're there or you're not. You know, that's yeah, like saying but- when we have the uh, – Oh, when you have multiple table tournaments and it's live or whatever, and you've paid for your buy-in, your buy-in sitting there, and you're choosing the Helmuth route, yeah. and you're not showing up for an hour or two hours, first level, and then you're the small blind, he's the big blind, it folds to you. Are you not raising and taking it? Oh, I'm gonna wait till he shows up, or at least let the clock run. No, you raise and take it. There's no difference. Yeah, it definitely seemed like uh, too much of nothing, but. But then the other thing, too, is, uh, hey, you know, just giving us buying back and some sort of percentage. I'm like, well, what's going on here? Again, this is this. We've been talking about this a lot during COVID, you know, this this, this stratosphere that the pros live in that we can't even comprehend. Right. I, I can't even comprehend that. Yeah. That, hey, I was just going to try to get this match over quickly. And it was worth it to me to give them ten thousand dollars plus a percentage. What? Get no. The, no way. Yeah, okay, I spent ten grand to get in this tournament, so did you. You weren't there, I was. But I'll give you back your ten grand for nothing. And, and what? And it, it, what? I don't even know when they got paid. I don't know what level they got paid, so I can't speak intelligently. Uh, I this, think but. they had two more matches. I think they had to get to 16. Yeah, uh, so when's he going to give him the ten grand out of his pocket? Because he didn't get to the cash yet. And matter of fact, he well, didn't because he got I eliminated. Think he said if he ended up going on to cash. But, so, but yeah, but still, it's, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he cashes so in sixteen, and makes thirty grand, like, and gives him thirty percent. You know, thirty percent of his. That's bull, bull. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm with I'm with Seidel here. That's uh, I should have a bumper sticker. I'm with Seidel. Seidel. <laughs> you so, come up to Omar, you can get that because we have a. Speaking of, uh, of tournament series, um, are we going to talk about the the series that are opening up around the country? I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go back to the beginning of the show. Uh, many poker rooms are slowly getting back to eight-handed or nine-handed cash games and tournaments. Series are, are also resuming with Mid-States Poker Tour announcing an event later this month at Grand Falls Casino in Iowa. And Venetian Las Vegas announcing its Deep Stack Showdown will run for most of September. Yeah, that's, uh, that's big news, I think, because that's, that's like they have confidence enough now that whatever they're doing they think is working, that they're getting enough interest and that they're even in places like Iowa, you know, what I mean, they're thinking we're gonna we're gonna have enough interest, enough people coming, and because even like the mid states, people a lot of people travel for those. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and of course, Las Vegas deep stack, happy series, absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, you, you're you're confident now that they're gonna get on a plane and go through all of that to get there to play. So things must be slowly turning to the good, I guess, for at least for for them, you know. Yeah, or at least it's a good test to see whether people are ready for it. So yeah. Um, now, granted, uh, one of the uh, Kojaks in Texas actually had a series back in June, so they were, I think, the the first one that I know about. So, um, uh, but uh, but now we're seeing the the branded tours coming back. So yeah, it will be interesting to see how many people show up. Whether there's any issues. Um, you know, I I don't know. You know, I think Venetian's up to eight handed now. Um, with the dividers, I don't know what Grand Falls is doing. So, whether that changes tournaments or not, but um, you know, uh, obviously, as we keep saying on the show, people are out there playing. The the Bravo numbers every day are are pretty impressive. So, yeah. people want to play, and if people want to play, they want to play tournaments. And you know, we're starting to see the obviously the the daily tournaments come back at a lot of places as well too. So, you know, moving on on that way, um, even though. Other things are moving backwards. So. Yeah, it's such a but, weird paradigm. Yeah. All right, World Series of Poker commentator and funny man Norman Chad has, like all of us, had a tough year. His wife has been on the East Coast visiting family until she feels it's safe to return to California. Their dog died in April, and this week Chad announced he has tested positive for COVID. Through it all, though, he has been battling depression by recording daily Uka Luka videos, Chris. Yeah. And he's now sponsoring a contest with Poker News for players to record their own Uka Luka videos. They keep like to say that. Uh, <laughs> so go to PokerNews.com and uh, find out how you can make your own Uka Luka video and uh, win prizes, including uh, having Norman Chad come to your house and wash your car if you live within 75 miles of Los Angeles, which wow. I think is cool. Wow. So. <laughs> I, I, would, I would consider moving within 75 <laughs> miles of Los Angeles to have him wash my car. 
uh, I'm 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 happy that he's finding a way to cope with this. Um, it's uh, it's it is it is brutal, and it's like even for my life, which really isn't thrown too upside down by this, um, because I really don't. I usually spend a lot of time home with family and stuff, but even I'm starting to just get so crazy lately, and I'm starting to make plans with people to you know we're gonna see each other, but we're gonna be safe about it and stuff because I just can't can't take it anymore. So it's gotta suck having his wife on the other coast and. Um, brutal. You know, I saw he's got a new dog. Yeah, he's um, got a new dog, super cute, a uh, little girl named Blue. Yeah, yeah. You're my girl, Blue. <laughs> that was a great movie, by the way. I, oh, every yeah. time it's on, I have to watch it. Fantastic. Old school. Um, um, but yeah, I, you know what's really amazing is, and this happens often, is you see people on TV that are just absolutely hilarious and just fun to be around, funny to to hang out with. And then they they have struggles within, you know, that you just don't know about until something like this happens. Um, you know, it reminds you of uh, of like Robin Williams. You know, you think yeah. Oh, yeah, this absolutely. guy was was tortured. We didn't even know it. He all he did was show you how just amazingly funny and brilliant he was, and and fun to be around and everything. And then all of a sudden, boom! He's just showing you that he was totally depressed. And so it's great that Chad has found this, and uh, Norman Chad has found this, and uh, you know, and is doing this, and I and, and made it a positive thing. Well, it's it's completely his personality too. I mean, I don't even know what the ukulele is. I even googled it to find out whether it's actually something, and I don't think it is. I think he just created it. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so I watched a couple of them, and they were kind of funny. And uh, you know, he's got his little little dog Blue. You're my girl Blue uh, on there, um, which makes it kind of funny as well too. But um, uh, I, I'll tell you this. You know, we, we've talked about it on the show before that you know once we started meeting some of the poker pros and poker celebrities, um, quite honestly, a lot of them disappointed us. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you get to meet them and you're like, oh, wow. Don't meet uh, your that, heroes. But that wasn't fun, right? Yeah. Norman Chad is one of the the few that I, I look forward to seeing every time I get to see him. And and he's usually at the um, the, uh, uh, the the Deep Stack uh, Charity Classic. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, well, this last year he came over, we sat down, we had barbecue and, and talked forever. And, uh, you know, he's always signing paps cans for me and asking me how the magazine's going and stuff so he's he's a guy i look forward to all the time and uh, i always thought was very genuine um uh, and of course he wasn't a poker pro although he's you know he's had good success at it he's more of the personality so um less likely to to disappoint me because getting into these uh um that stratosphere that we're talking about right, right. but uh, but but I always look forward to talking to him, and he's a cool dude. And uh, you know, again, glad he, glad he found his own personality to, for this, and and hopefully folks will join in and doing their own Uka Luka video. Uh, you know, as much of a ham as I am, I don't think that this is my thing. I, I'm not coordinated <laughs> enough to even Uka Luka dance. But I don't know if we send in that uh, Scott on a floaty in the pool video, that <laughs> that might get some people Uka Luka dancing. I don't know. Yeah, but I'll have to choreograph that unlike the last time. So, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> oh, man. I, I love that video. It makes me feel so much better about myself when I see it. <laughs> Pretty much everything I do makes somebody feel better about themselves. <laughs> that's, that's my contribution to society. <laughs> uh, here's this week's update on casinos and poker room reopenings and reclosings. Isle Casino Pompano in Florida will reopen its poker room on Monday. That's it. That's it. Uh, so, remember to go to anyupmagazine.com slash reopen. Uh, which lists uh, verified details on casino and poker room reopenings and reclosings. If you have updates, email us at a- editor at antiupmagazine.com. And uh, we also email a weekly e-blast every Tuesday with updates that you can subscribe to on the homepage at antiupmagazine.com. And uh, the difficulty part now is, is updating the information about the rooms. You know, yeah. so, so I get people email, hey, this place is eight-handed now instead of six-handed like you have listed. I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to go back and check every day to see whether they added an extra seat at every table so that's why we need your help out there folks so if you hear something let us know yeah and the other thing too is that we we hear all the rumors too about rooms closing or permanently closing and all that but we want to make sure we verify that stuff so if you don't hear it on the show doesn't mean we didn't know doesn't mean we're not in touch we have all kinds of poker people telling us that stuff's closing and everything you've seen it on facebook or whatever but until we actually get a statement from them or reported from numerous you know reliable news sources then we're not putting it on the show just yet so yeah we know about them but we're just not going to say it until we know for sure uh any updates papes the any up fans free online tournament series on poker stars play money site is available everywhere details on how to join can be found at bit 
bit.ly slash P-A-I-P-S. Games are on the 6th, 16th, and 26th every month and rotate disciplines with a main tournament followed by a second chance event. PokerStars lets you claim 15,000 free chips every four hours. Join the NEP Fans Group Facebook page and post within the group to get feedback on hands, ask all the four questions, or just discuss anything poker. Check out our 11 vintage Antioch logo designs on merchandise at antiochmagazine.com slash shop. Buy t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, phone and laptop cases, coffee and drink mugs, and more with your choice of Antioch Magazine, Antioch PokerCast, Antioch PokerTour logos. You know, I was thinking, you know, do our fans wear hoodies and sweatshirts? Yeah. Do they have phones and laptops? Yeah. Do they drink things? Yeah. Okay, get out there and buy some stuff. <laughs> We're dying over here. Hey, we did make sixteen dollars and forty-eight cents last month. So, oh man, uh, somebody's so, out there buying. Stuff. So I get eight twenty-four before taxes. That's great. <laughs> uh, so if you have a hand of the week or a listener spotlight or call the floor, just uh, send it to podcast at antiupmagazine dot com, or you could post it in the Antiup Fans Group on Facebook. And I'll say um, our, our good friend and call the floor uh, expert Elliot Schechter uh, called me this week, and uh, he's back to work, and he's he's ready for some call the floor. So if you're out there playing. Um, Get us some color floors, and he'll be happy to, to start answering them. Even if you're not out there playing, think of something hey, from the something past. Up. Yeah, just don't make something up. But, I mean, you know, something happened that really ticked you off back in 89. You know, <laughs> tell him. All right. So, hey, we get to complete O'Malley's move today, though, so that's always exciting. Here comes part one, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome to another O'Malley's Move. I'm Malcolm O'Malley. This week we are playing $2-$5 No Limit Hold'em at our regular casino cash game. We bought in for $1,000 and currently sit with $800, down about $200. The blinds post, it's folded to an MP who makes it $20 to go. The standard raise. He seems to be a pretty decent player, but we don't know much about him. He's shown down two hands that were both winners. One was pocket aces where his opponent flopped top pair and paid him off on the flop and river. The other was pocket jacks when he stacked an opponent who had ace king after the flop came king jack seven. He bought in for 500 and currently has 1100. It's folded to us in the cutoff with the king of clubs, queen of clubs. This is a decent hand and one I'm not quite sure I'm ready to let go of just yet. We decide to call. The rest of the table folds, and we're going to the flop with about $40 in the pot. The flop is the 10 of hearts, 9 of clubs, 4 of clubs. This is a great flop for our hand. We've got a flush draw and a gut shot straight draw, along with two overs. Our opponent makes a continuation bet of $25. C-betting is pretty standard for this guy. We could raise him here, but I'd like to see what he does on the turn. We make the call. There's about $90 in the pot, and the turn is the five of hearts. Once again, our opponent leads out, this time for $75. Typically speaking, in this game, players tend to try to control the pot on the turn. The fact that he's betting here either means that A, he's trying to get an extra street of value out of us, or 2, he's trying to get us to fold. A better player might raise here, but I am not a better player. We call. There's now $240 in the pot, and the river is the king of spades. Our opponent hesitates for a brief moment, fiddles with his chips for a time, and then checks. So, we've rivered top pair. Did we suck out? Is he trying to induce a bet? Is this an obvious check behind? What's the move? All right, this is the week I actually answer, right? <laughs> did you cut that out last week, or did you leave it in? Oh uh, no! I cut it out. I put it. I think oh, I put it. Okay, okay. I think I put it in the in the Easter eggs though at the end of the show. <laughs> so, it's back last there. Week I answered when I shouldn't have. Yeah, I think I put it at the end of the show for those who are are, are diehard listeners who want to hear the whole thing until the end and the music stops playing. They'll get the little nugget of you uh, embarrassing yourself. You, you mean after we we publish the number for the hotline that doesn't exist? <laughs> yeah, but... for like ten years. <laughs> I took it out though. It's gone now. It's gone. Okay. You know, that's. What, I don't know what's more sad that we did that or no one called it in ten years. <laughs> Which is more sad, Scott? You tell me. Uh, well, actually, I think we've had a couple of people try to call. I just this is the first time we've actually had somebody say, "Hey, idiots!" It's still at the end of the show. We're like, oh, okay. 
because usually I just laugh and I'm like, how do you still have that number? I don't even have that number. I know. I, I forgot. I thought, I, no, to be honest, I thought it was like from the Times. I'm like, yeah. wow, you're really listening to old shows because we don't even have a hotline. I forgot we had that thing. That's how old it is. Oh, man. Okay, so O'Malley's move. Um, I don't see much reason to bet here. Uh, it seems like a spot where we'll, where we'll only be called by a better hand. Yeah, I like a check, but if I'm feeling particularly confident in my read, I might value bet, but I don't mind the check at all. Here comes part two. Hello again. Since this player raised from an MP pre-flop, let's try to range him. He would have raised with aces through possibly nines, also possibly ace-king, ace-queen, and ace-jack. We're losing to 10s, 9s, and ace-king. I don't really know what two pair hands or straights he could have at this point. Maybe he missed a flush, but we have the king of clubs, so that would mean he would have to have been playing the ace of clubs, jack of clubs, which is possible. I don't see him checking behind with a set or ace-king. I think he would want value from those hands and wouldn't want to risk us checking behind. The question is, are we up against a hand we can get value from? I don't think he's going to check raise with a strong hand, so maybe we can go for some thin value here. With 240 in the pot, we make it $75 to go. Our opponent sighs and says, yeah, you know I can't fold for that. I feel like we got him. He tosses in three green birds, we table our king-queen, and he disgustedly throws queens into the muck. How lucky did we get here? Until next time, I'm Malcolm O'Malley saying, sometimes the hero sucks out. I hope to see you on the felt. Well, I think both players played this properly, and I wouldn't say that we got lucky here. We had overs and a flush draw to reasonable bets on the flop and turn, and then hit our hand on the river. It, it happens. Uh, we shouldn't be upset when this happens against us, and we shouldn't feel guilty when it happens to our opponents. This is poker. Yeah, we had a straight draw, too. So, I mean, I, I don't okay. feel bad at all. That. That's a nice bet, uh, and I think he, he probably had a good read. Um, and I really I really don't find any mistakes in in this. I, you know, if I'm the first guy and I got queens, I'm raising like I'm supposed to. If I got king queen suited and I'm in the cutoff, I'm gonna call like I'm supposed to. And then the flop comes, gutter two overs straight uh, straight and flush draws. You know, somebody bets a modest amount, I'm gonna call. And then on the turn, it's still an undercard comes and it doesn't help them doesn't seem like it would help them so he could just be bluffing i don't know but even so i still got tons of outs i'm i don't have really have a problem calling 75 and the river we river the king i'm just i'm shocked that we bet i mean we didn't have to bet but it probably is a good bet because it's the top pair on the board and he never would have put us on the king so you know i don't really see any mistakes here nope all right well good for him i'm glad he won money uh send us some we ever uh we're really hurting here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, it's time for the advancedpokertrade.com hand of the week. Send your hands to situations to podcast at antiupmagazine.com. If you haven't won something from us in the past year, you get a free membership to Advanced Poker Training, the world's number one poker training site. This week is from Peter Kilman, and uh, he gave us two versions the long and funny backstory or the short, not funny backstory. And since I'm reading it, we're going to go with the long and funny backstory, Chris. So. <laughs> Don't be whining here, right? All right. Uh, first of all, he said, Hol, uh, uh, oh, Ola Granola. Thanks wow. for a great show. Don't stop believing. Wow. Like, Don't stop believing, Chris. All right. Uh, he said, this is the uh, happened to be the biggest hand he's ever played in his life. So, a lot of pressure here. Holy cow. This is one of my best friends is getting married in three weeks, and I had the honor of being the Toastmaster since I write for a living. Hey, that's awesome. Uh, I've invited the groom uh, to be uh, home to my place for a night of working on his speech at the wedding. Now, uh, two men can't simply sit down and talk about love and feelings right out of the box. <laughs> so we crack over some beers and play a little online poker together to get the blood flowing, the vocal cords going. Since we live in Norway, playing for our money online is still a thing. Quit your pragging. Uh, things turn out great, and we end up with a nice little profit. Next Friday, we meet up for the same arrangement, only this time uh, not so much to work on the speech, but more to play poker. Uh, we do, however, forget to mention this to the wives. See, you're getting off to a good start here. On yes. The, right? Uh, we spent all of our profits playing uh, $7 or $15 tournaments on PokerStars and buying into some bigger fields, the biggest being a $100 progressive knockout tournament. I never go beyond $15 buy-in tournaments, so this is huge for me. Tourney starts with a small field, but by the end of late registration, we are close to 650 players. First uh, place is almost $5,000 plus progressive bounties, so the total amount for first might end up 
uh, right around $10,000. It's huge. Man. Uh, it says, we've been playing for three and a half hours with 64 players left, and we are in the money. We have been switching tables a lot and have uh, have little information on the players currently at our table. Lines are 800 to 1600 with a $240 ante. Uh, we start the hand with an average stack of 50,000 chips. Uh, tables are nine-handed at this point. Uh, under the, uh, let's see. Uh, under the gun plus one, min raises the 3200 uh, Next player folds, and we are in the low jack with the ace of hearts, king of diamonds. Okay, well, another gun plus one generally has a decent hand and stuff like this. Um, but I'm not a, I'm not opposed to re-raising here. Um, sometimes I just call because I don't know these people. Um, you know, if if I'm in the money and I got 50k, I got plenty of big blinds left, so I don't need to go crazy shove and all that crap yet. So I don't know. I, I tend to if low jack isn't exactly position. So you're gonna wanna if you're gonna want position on this hand, which you will, you're probably gonna wanna re-raise so that you can isolate it with this guy. Um, again, it's 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 to piss off Gambit, who I don't even know if he still listens or not. But uh, you know, it is just Ace King. It, it's not. It's a powerful hand, um, and they don't know what you have. But at the same time, you know, you better hit it if you're gonna if you're gonna uh, three bet somebody who's raising pretty early on in position. So. Um, but I, I like to raise here because we're in the low jack, which means you still have to get past the hijack, the cutoff, and the dealer before you know we have position. If we just call, we could very likely be squeezed out of this hand too. So uh, let's just re-raise. And what the guy made at thirty-two. So I don't know. Maybe we'll make it like nine grand. Yeah, the reason I like raising here is I want to find out what this guy has. So if we get three bet by him, then I'm going to feel like we're up against aces, kings, maybe queens. I don't think he's going to re-raise with the same hand we have. Certainly not going to re-raise with ace, queen, or ace, jack, right? So it's going to help define our hand a little bit, which I think is important. Uh, two, as you mentioned, I would love to have position here. I'd love to fold everybody else out of this hand so we're heads up. So um, I think everything points to a raise here. Um, uh, I, I don't know what the proper amount is. Uh, your your idea sounds pretty good to me. Uh, I could probably get away with a little bit less too, but but definitely I think I need a raise here. Yeah, it's a four bet there, Mister Long, not a three bet. Yes, sorry. I thought I would correct you before the Indian Nation did. <laughs> All right, uh, our hero says, I don't really like Ace King all that much. So, yeah, he's on Team Gambit. Yeah. Um, uh, seems like it gets me in trouble all the time, but this is not the time to be superstitious. With quite a few players to yet to act, I raised to 8,000, hoping to get heads up or pick up a nice little pot right away. It folds around to uh, the other guy plus one who calls. All right, so we're all on the same page here so far. And uh, we got the result we wanted, so we're heads up, right? Right. And he didn't raise four bet, three bet, seven bet, whatever you want to say. Uh, so I'm feeling pretty, uh, not good. I don't want to say pretty good, but I, I feel like um, that those monster hands are not there now. So that makes me feel a little better. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, the flop is the ten of hearts. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right. Start over. Ten of hearts, five of spades, ace of spades, and it checks to us. Well, I mean, we got a bet. So there's what sixteen, seventeen in the pot, it's eighteen thousand in the pot. How much? Yeah. 20,000 in the pot, we yeah. have 40,000 left. So I don't mind betting, like, I mean, we'll have, like you said, and the villain has uh, 36,000, if that matters. All right, that's, that does matter. Okay, so I don't mind betting, like, ten to 12,000 here. Yeah, yeah, I think a half pot is exactly what you want. I mean, there's spades out there, there's some straight draws going on. Um, we got uh, top, top, and um, again, I'm not as scared about him having pocket aces as I was. Um, right, we're not so. afraid of draws. I mean, yeah, there's a couple of spades there, so you can protect yourself, but, I mean, it's not... <clears throat> generally, they're playing larger cards, so, I mean, yeah, there could be a gutter out there for Broadway, but I don't think someone's going to call 10, 12, 15,000 on a gutter here with only 30,000 in their stack. So exactly. yep. to me, I think this is a great bet. If the guy calls, then we're looking at, you know, um, maybe he's got a set of tens or something. Cause it, or he's got, I, I think that if he calls, it's going to be interesting because we represented that we probably had an ace. We hit the ace and now we've, you know, with the pre prefab re-raise and then now we've got to hit the ace. So now we bet it like we're supposed to. So uh, if this guy just calls, I'd be a little weary. Um, 
but I don't think I'm going to take my foot off the accelerator either. I, I think we have top, top, and, you know, this is a tournament, and, I mean, we're in the money. So I, I don't think I'm letting off the accelerator anytime soon. The guy re-raises. I mean, the possibilities of him having ace-ace are pretty damn rare. It could still happen, but he could have ace-queen, you know. Um, yep. and, you know, he got the same hand as us, whatever. He could have ace 10, but I don't know if he calls a re-raise with ace 10. Maybe he does. I don't know. Um, and then he could have a set of 10. So, uh, I like, I like a bet here and I want to see what happens after that. Yeah. And you made a good point too. So we're at 20,000 now. So we bet 10,000. Even if he calls now, the pot's 40,000 and we have 32,000. So we have to kind of consider that, uh, this is our Waterloo here, right? So, we're going to have to make a stand with this ace, uh, yeah. no matter what happens at this point. So, um, you know, uh, that's just the, the just the reality of it. So, you know, I'm confident that I have a top pair, top kicker. Again, if we're up against a set, we're, we're dead. But uh, other than that, I think we, we have a good shot. So um, I'm not going to get scared. This is why this is the best damn poker cast on the planet. <laughs> I, I mean, who who else would say this is our Waterloo? Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, you're not going to get this kind of education from all the other shows, man. This is it. This is the show. I don't care how bad we suck at poker. We're awesome throwing catchphrases around and historical references. This is it. Hey, I'm full of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure line, so no. (laughs) Wait till I get to my Joan of Arc uh, catalog here. Are you going to see the sequel? Of course. The sequel, the sequel, the sequel, whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just curious. Be excellent. Our hero says we have a big ace, but far from the nuts, and we don't want to give a free card any flush draws. The check seems weak, and even if he's trapping, we have top top. We might want to check and let him take a stab on the turn, but then again, why risk getting sucked out on? It's twenty thousand in the middle. We have forty two thousand left, and the action is checked to us as the pre flop aggressor. We re raise some pre flops, so he must give us credit for potentially having a big hand like a big ace or a pair pre flop. I generally don't like giving away free cards unless I have the stone cold monkey coconuts. Oh, that's a good call. Cool call back there uh so we bet fifteen thousand five hundred into the twenty thousand all right so that's bold so now we're we're completely committed now so yeah i think so uh our opponent tanks for a little while before shoving all in for his remaining thirty five thousand five hundred so it's back on us so check raise well here's the deal check raise to us tells us numerous things when you're playing general poker opponents a lot of times it's telling you that he doesn't even care if you got a free card because you could have checked behind. So he's not afraid of anything. Um, or it could be telling us that, you know, he doesn't believe us. And he thought that, it's, yeah, that's the thing is that we're new to, he said we're basically switching tables a lot. So people don't really have reads on us. So I don't think this person's going to think that Peter was particularly aggressive. Uh, and he's just got a great read on us, and he thinks we don't have anything, and he's just betting to think that we'll fold. So this guy's putting his tournament life on the line with a check raise. So it could be a draw, and it could be that he doesn't believe us, or it could be at the same hand as us. Um, if he had pocket tens, would he really raise? Uh, is he afraid of the flush? Because he's afraid of the flush, why wouldn't he just bet out and then we're supposed to have a hand there and so he would think that we would call his bet or, sho- or raise and then we could he could shove and then get it all in with a set of 10s. So I, if I had a set of 10s here, I think I would just call. Um, right. yep. Same with a set of aces. I know the spades and the, the two Broadway cards are kind of wet, you know, kind of worrisome, but I just don't know if I'm shoving with a hand better than top top right now. So I don't think I can get away from this hand. I'm in money. And I've got top top, and I, I don't know. I don't think a check raise is going to make me fold here. I, if the guy ends up having us crushed, so be it. We we played pretty well. We played the hand pretty well, and we run the money, and uh, we can get move on to uh, talking about the the wedding speech. So to me, I'm I'm probably just going to call the shove. Plus, plus, I mean, there's there was forty out there, right? Uh, After that, the it was. Fifteen yeah, well, and the fifteen yeah, is thirty got, plus the eight is thirty eight. So thirty five five out there plus what now? Yeah, so I mean we're getting pretty good, pretty good on our money too. Um, and if you fold here, you're only going to have 
my see. Well, I think this is the interesting part, though. I don't know if anybody really in a hundred dollar tournament does this kind of math, but it it, it is uh, we're at a, an interesting spot in this tournament um, with with this uh, all in shove because we still have a little less than twenty big blinds we fold here, right? I think because we're at sixteen hundred and we're at twenty seven thousand, so. I don't know, maybe fifteen, twenty. It's in that uh, it's in that range where we could fold here, right? Right, but then you're looking at almost shoveville every time now. That, yeah, I, I but mean, you're still a little bit higher. That Anties. You, you could get away with folding here if you wanted to. So if that's the, if the opponent's really looking at the math and thinking that way, this is a powerful move because he knows that the we're not committed right now. I mean, we the, we have the opportunity of getting away from this hand. If we feel like we need to, so you know, if he's on a bluff here, that that's what he needs to do, all right. He needs to put us to a test now. And um, now I don't know whether we can fold at this point for that. I don't. know. It depends on where you want to be in this tournament. If you want to be in that, you know, couple more hands before you have to, to shove mode or not. But um, but but I think that if he, if the opponent's thinking, and again, you know, I don't know if you, you are at this stage of uh, this this level of a tournament. Uh, that that's a powerful move. So, um, which now with the luxury of sitting here in our little offices talking about the hand and not being online and having a timer, right? You can think about these things. Um, but uh, in the moment, though, I kind of feel like I gotta I gotta call this. I do. Uh, yeah, I feel like it could be a draw. But uh, again, I don't know if this guy would have. Re- I don't know if this guy would have raised from under the gun plus one with king of spades, ace of spades. Because uh, ace spades is out, so you have to have king queen of spades to make it a legitimate raise at that position. That's not paired, and then it, to call a raise, oh, is he really going to call a re-raise with king queen? It's a trap hand, a hand that would be re-raising and would have his hand trapped. So it's tough to think that it's a spade draw, and it's definitely almost impossible to think it's a Broadway draw. Right. So it's either the same hand. We have a they have ace queen. Or they have a set and we're crushed. So you have to weigh those things. It's either the same hand, we have them crushed, or we're crushed. So it's it's basically a coin flip. So you have to think to yourself, are you getting better than two to one on your money? And it's only has, you don't have to be right so many amount of times to make this the right call. I don't think I'm getting away from it. I'm in the money. And then otherwise, I'm looking at pretty much shove mode after this. Pretty close to it. So, yeah. you know, what, I'll see five, six more hands. Am I going to get a better position than top, top? You know, with all my money in the middle, so um, I think I'm calling. And I'll be honest, I'm only really worried about two hands here. I, I, I'm dismissing a set of fives because I don't think a set of fives min raises and then calls our pretty giant raise with the stack he has. Yeah. Uh, that that hand goes in the muck pretty quickly. Um, the, the set of aces again, like I said at the beginning, he didn't re-raise his preflop, so yeah. kind of dismiss that. And then we have one of them, and there's one on the board, so we'd have to have the last two. Um, so really, it's a tens that that I think could have played it this way, right? So, yeah. and then uh, Ace Ten probably, you know, if he's a fan of the show, he'd play Ace Ten. Maybe, but, <laughs> it's possible. Uh, but you know, it, it's not Ace Five, it's not Ten Five. So um, you know, I, it very likely could be Ace King like we have. It also could be Ace Queen or Ace Jack or something like that as well too. So. Um, the, the the tens. If he if he turns over tens, I'm gonna like have a lump in my throat because that's the one hand that that obviously we can't beat and makes the most sense. But I think I think we're good against everything else right now. I really do. So we could win with runner runner. Yeah. Well, that's true. It's Ace true. king. You know. Uh, but okay. Yeah, I'm dying to know what happens now. All right, he says, uh, so back on us, call shove for 20,000 more and risk being left with less than four big blinds. I wonder why he says four big blinds. Am I doing the math right? We had fifty. Yeah, the guy had so thirty. Almost twenty-seven thousand chips remaining in our stack, and it's. Well, the guy started with thirty. How much? Thirty something. Eight hundred and sixteen hundred is what the blinds are. So we got how, more than four big blinds. How much did the guy start with? The other guy. Uh, the other guy started with less. So 30, no, but how much? It was thirty something thousand, right? Yeah. Uh, so what? Only thirty-six after the flop betting. So. Yeah. So that all in means that we started with fifty. They started with thirty-six. We only have fourteen thousand left. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry, I thought about folding. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, that's also mean for folding. You got confused on folding. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, so, yeah, again, I mean, I, I, the four big blinds, I'm not worried about that point. I mean, it's we're still in the tournament, I guess. But, uh, right. It's, 
You're shoving the next hand. Fold and still have them, right? So, all right. Uh, he says, not many better hands seem possible, but a suited ace 10 would probably call a re raise pre flop. What else? Maybe suited connectors <clears throat> such as queen jack, king queen, or jack 10 would have uh, would have played like this. We don't have much information on the villain, but set mining also makes sense. Maybe not the baby pairs, but fives, fives seem possible. But wouldn't a set of fives value bet this? You might have flopped a set of tens, but wouldn't tens reshove pre flop? And would you shove a set on the flop and risk losing a customer? Probably not. Well, I, I, I disagree with a couple of those things. I don't think tens reshove preflop. Um, you have tens. That's nothing. I don't think that you, they're facing elimination here, and you've re-raised an early position raiser. Uh, he, I don't think he shoves with pocket tens there. He may call, because at that point, it's just set mining. It's no different than nines or eights, really. It's not that big of a deal. Um, I don't agree with... Jack ten, king queen, or queen jack, raising minimally that early in position, and then calling a re-raise, a three bet from us with those piddly hands. So I don't, I rule those out, and it could happen because I don't know how these guys play online. But a hundred dollar tournament, I don't know if these guys are doing that. And then, like I said, queen jack better be in spades, you know, if if he's gonna shove on us because he's not doing it for the Broadway. Um, but I, I, yeah, the fives. And like he said, if the fives were going to value bet, if it was a set, then so would have set of tens would have value bet too. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I just got a feeling that, I don't know. I feel like we're ahead, but it's called hand of the week for a reason because it should be hell of the week because we always <laughs> lose, and it's always a losing hand almost. So, um, But I'm still calling. Yeah, I guess the only thing I would say is is my from friends um, that have run tournaments for Norwegian players, they they've told me that they're uh, very aggressive over there as well too. So, so maybe the tens would have re-raised pre-flop just based on that stereotype that I've heard. But mm-hmm. other than that, um, I agree. So okay. All right. Uh, here it says, I don't see him bluffing here, and a strong hand would probably just set the trap with the call. So I get a feeling we are ahead and up against a flush draw, weaker ace, or two pair protecting against the flush draw. Remember, if we win the spot, we double up to a massive stack, and we'll be top five with some 60 players remaining. Uh, that will almost certainly guarantee us some bounties, levels, and a shot at the big money. If we back out, we still have a healthy stack left. If we lose, we are left with the lint. But hey, we came here to play. Yeah. Both hold our breath as we call. This is massive, and with a massive wedding coming up in two weeks, my buddy could really uh, need the Skittles. Uh, villain turns over the king of spades, jack of spades. Wow. For a flush draw and gut shot straight draw, we are ahead, but only by 54 to 46%. The turn breaks out with the seven of clubs, and we are on our feet screaming for another brick. We are 73% to 27%. This is it. This is the dream. This is our time. This is the queen of diamonds. Oh, no. Our opponent rivers is straight, and we are left with not much more than dust. To make things worse, the table goes on a five-minute break. We have to sit and stare in disbelief for 300 seconds before finally going all in on the first hand and busting miserably. After this, we did not speak for the rest of the night. My friends left, and things have not been the same since. Poker is exciting. Poker is great. Poker is also frustrating beyond belief. I will end it by saying C-N-L-H-E. It is crappy. I mean, first of all, King Jack... Okay, it's not a good hand. What, what did uh, what did Negreanu call it? The rookie hand. Yeah. Right when he was on our show all those years back, King Jack is a trap hand. It's a horrible hand. Under the gun plus one. Just let's let's get out Skalansky's theory of poker and look where King Jack sits. It's not under the gun plus one, and you and he this guy's raising with it, and then we re-raise, and he feels like okay, I got a call with this hand. And if it came king high, he goes broke. He goes yeah. broke. Instead, he gets it all in on a wing and a prayer. <laughs> Great and, American hero. Yeah, I mean, okay, so he had flush outs and a straight out, and the straight ends up getting there, which is interesting. But, I mean, he was crushed pre-flop. Crushed! He had to hit one of three outs, or he had to pick up what he did pick up, and then you know he got it all in with us. He knows we're not folding, so he knows his tournament life's on the line here. We're probably not folding. There were there was an argument there made for folding, but wow, this is why the game sucks because you got to deal with crap like this in a hundred dollar tournament. I mean, the guy raises with King Jack. I mean, and then calls a re-raise. Yep. You know, and then shoves. Check raises shoves. Well, again, I so I'm gonna I I totally agree with you. Pre-flop, this he should have never been in his hand. Should have never raised and should have folded quickly when we pushed back on him. Right. 
But on the flop, this is what I was talking about before, that, uh, you know, he, if he, again, if he was smart enough to size up our ship sack, he knew that he was putting us to a test, and that was that was the best thing to do here because he didn't want to wait to hit his hand. And if he would have waited for the turn, he bricked, right? So then you have a chance of getting out. So, I mean, he, he was aggressive. Uh, he, you know, put us to a test to try to get us to fold and win the pot without having to improve. Um, and of course we decided to call and then, so he, he did have to improve and, and did, but, um, so to that point, you know, whether he knew what he's doing or not, I'll give him credit for that, but should have never been in his hand to begin with. So, yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's the whole, even if you just limp, you know, and then somebody raises normal, then you call, that's one thing, but you're raising and then getting re-raising. What is that guy telling you? That guy is telling you, our guy, Peter is telling you, Hey, even though you're under the gun plus one, you're supposed to have a, a level one hand or whatever they call it back then. You know, I'm telling you that I, I got a better hand. Now, yeah, I may be aggressive, you know, and whatever, but seriously, you know, then the guy calls the re-raise, which, again, you know, at that point, you're saying, hey, I only min-raised, and this guy raised that, so it's not that much more for me to call. I mean, I guess I could justify the way he called. It's just, it's hard to envision. I take people seriously when they when they re-raise a razor. I mean, that's, an early position razor should get some respect, so a re-raise of that, and it's not even like we were in position and, and just trying to, you know, steal and whatever. He was in the low jack, so it wasn't like he was that far along on the table, you know. So he's telling you, hey, I, I, I got a pretty damn good hand here, which he did. And yeah. then the guy just said, eh, it's worth the call here. And then if I pick up something really good, I can shove and maybe be in the big money. So sometimes people do that in the middle stages of a tournament. They they get a real aggressive and try to get that stack to withstand the, the run to the end. So I don't know. Maybe I was too hard on the, the queen jack. King, king of queen spades, that kind of thing. Maybe that's it's legitimate. I don't know. It just felt it felt shocking at the end there that king jack. If it's king queen of spades, I'd have been like, all right, whatever. But anything that's not ace king there or a big pair is a trap hand. Yeah. And the guy was tra- trapped. He just had a a trap floor to, to get out of it. I guess. Yeah, he jack powered himself right out of that hand. Exactly. But uh, I feel bad, Peter. But hey, you're on the show, right? <laughs> that's a win right there in 2020. That's easily a win. <laughs> I'm Chris Casenza. And I'm Scott Long. We'll see you at the tables. Anti Up is a production of AntiUpMagazine.com. Contact the show at podcast at AntiUpMagazine.com. If you'd like to advertise, send an email to advertising at AntiUpMagazine.com or call 727 331 4335. The music used in this episode comes courtesy of the Podsafe Music Network. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.